Okay, here we go. Ready? Uh-oh. I don't know. Am I ready? <laughs> Welcome to episode three. <laughs> I'm adjusting myself in my chair, so You're perching very strangely. Yeah, I'm, I perch when I'm nervous. <laughs> the weirdest nervous tick ever. <laughs> um, Tell me about it. Everyone at work thinks I'm so weird. I never do well in meetings. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, <clears throat> today um, we are, it's Kara's turn. <gasps> Yay! We saved the best for last. Don't get ahead of yourself. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm sorry. I love you. Um, so, so far, to catch you up, um, we, if you're, rewind, rewind, we are the Queer Coteers. Yep. Uh, the, it is Kara, whoop, Jen, yeah. there you go, and Olga. What's your sound, Olga? Oh. <laughs> I don't know. Um, we are the three Queer Coteers. And, uh, fuck me. You I don't just like go that. Back, back to one. Yeah, back to one. Back okay. to one. We are the Three Queer Coteers. Three Queer Coteers. We talk about things personal or weird. Lesbian things we all want to hear. We're the Three Queer Coteers. Too. Let's be honest, we'll probably talk about you. Three queer tears. Three queer tears. What was that? We are the three queer tears. We are Kara. I won't make a sound. Jen. And Olga. Hi, Olga. Hi. Um. We would like to talk to you guys about uh, what it's like to be queer. Um, we yeah. answer your burning questions. Mm -hmm. uh, for those of you who are not queer and are curious, by curious or otherwise, yeah. any type of curiosity is welcome here. Yeah. No, there's no dumb question. Nope. nope. I mean, at least to Kara. <laughs> there are to me, but <laughs> that's okay. Don't worry. I'll answer the dumb ones. No, no sorry. There are no dumb ones. Uh -huh. <laughs> I contradicted myself. Gotcha. <laughs> Um, but yeah, this is just, um, you know, we want to talk about things that are not usually talked about. Yeah. Um, you know, open up the bridge between straight land and gay land, you know, between West Hollywood and Beverly Hills. Yeah, we gotta, you know, bridge that gap and, um, help other, with understanding while entertaining at the same time. Yes. Um, so, so far, at least I uh, find myself each, entertaining. Yes, we find ourselves entertaining, and therefore you shall too. Yeah. Um, so far, um, we have gone through Jen's coming out story mm -hmm. to start, warming you guys up, getting to know us. Mm -hmm. uh, second episode, we did my coming out story. This is Olga. Hi. Yeah. yeah. Um, and now it's Kara's turn. <gasps> Woo! You really don't have to do sound effects every time. <laughs> Party like it's 1987. <laughs> That's the year I was born. That's aw. Yeah. You know, Air Pastel has 1987 <laughs> on it, and I was always like, if I was only just born a year earlier, this would be so relevant. You know what I'm talking about? I should start wearing Aeropostel. You should. Have you never worn it? I feel like that's your jam. 
No, not Arrow Post Down, no. When I was a kid, I wore a lot of American Eagle and Abercrombie. Okay, same company, same I shit. I know. I okay. just didn't go to Arrow Post Down. Whatever. Um, <laughs> I just never went. I don't know. I don't know. Mm. That's that's cool. No, I see it was an Abercrombie gal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I see it. Um, so, Kara. That's when I was still pretending to be straight. What did you... So, you wore Abercrombie when you were pretending to be straight. What did you wear when you went gay? What I wear now... Which is Abercrombie. I don't wear Abercrombie. I wear mostly Gap now. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. Please illuminate for us the differences in style. Well, no. It was like the Abercrombie, like I wore, like I had skirts. I'd wear like skirts and blouses. Oh. Like tank tops or like halter. Yeah, like or like tank tops or like halter tops. Um, And now I just, I'm, I'm like a jeans and. A button-down kind of gal. I'm yeah. in flannel tonight, yeah. Yeah. Um, but not always flannel. You're not that I'm doing the lumber jill tonight. Yeah. I have my flannel, got my beanie. Mm-hmm. Don't have my Tims on. Mm-mm. So that's the only thing that's ruining it. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Yeah, I used to be very, like, preppy and girly in my Abercrombie. What? So do you feel like when you were preppy and girly, like, were you not being yourself? Yes. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, consciously not being myself. Hmm. Yeah. Please well, well, Okay, well, like, so, <laughs> I mean, I was always, like, a tomboy. And um, when I was in, like, the f- fifth, like, fifth or sixth grade, like, I was, like, um, really into, like, I was, like, into, really into, like, ska. And I'd, like, go around, like, skateboarding and, like, roller skating around the neighborhood with, like, some of the boys. And I wore, like, skater clothes and stuff. And, um, and, but at school, like, I had transferred to a new school. It was an all-girls private school. And, um, I was, like, I always felt, like, really young. Like, we had uniforms, but, like, if, like, everyone to, like, a party... I felt really weird because they were all like dressed up really girly and like I didn't really fit in and it was a class of like 18 so it's like you want to fit in Mm -hmm. um and so I started dressing girlier and like and preppier and then they accepted me and I was um and then I had I had friends you you had friends before that I had like a couple I only had a a few friends Mm -hmm. before that um wow like only a few girlfriends Interesting. Um, but then I had all these girlfriends, and so I was just like, all right, I'm going to keep on doing this. And I, I did that for, ugh, like a decade. And where was this that you were growing up? Outside Philadelphia. Oh, yeah, on right. The, oh, duh. On the main line. Right, 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 right. Um, so when did you discover your sexuality? I feel like this is an interview right now. That's what it is. <laughs> oh, okay. Um... You didn't. <laughs> well, that's because I was interrupted a million well, times while trying to tell a story. See, the difference is I want to know your story. Oh, that's not fair. We <laughs> want to know yours. Um, so let's go back. Um, way way back. back. Way back to when little... <laughs> Ayo, thank you for the sound. See, they're fun. It adds something. Um, way back to when... Little Kara was just a uh, was just a fetus. Really, we're going that far? Yeah, we're going that far. Oh, jeez, we're going that far. <laughs> and I'm sorry, Moto. I know you get upset when I make this joke, 
but I believe that I was born to be gay. Um, because Lady Gaga would agree with you. Yes. Um, because when um, my mom was pregnant with me, she went into like early labor. Oh. At one month. Whoa. Yeah. And so she was on bed rest for like six months and like they were like trying all this stuff to like keep me in. And this was like the 80s. Like they don't have that much. So they would give That's really scary. Um, testosterone shots. And also, strangely, this is such a 1980s thing to do. They prescribed like a wine cooler a day. What? Or like a wine cooler a week or something. <laughs> so I make the joke that when I came out, I was like, I'm here and I'm fabulous. <laughs> um, my yeah. mom doesn't really like that joke, though, because... It's the best joke. Because she's like, you don't understand what I did for you. Yeah. But so... No, that's the best joke, though. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but so all in all, I believe I was I was just born. I was born, just born to be gay. I was gay from the start. Huh. Um, but I, I, I was never conscious of it. Right. Until I was, like, 13 or 14. Can I... Do you mind if I make a small interjection? No, go for it, please. Okay. Let's have a conversation. <laughs> um, I feel like I have kind of, like, a more impartial stance on <laughs> these kinds of issues, you know? Kind uh -huh. of, like, in between. Um, <laughs> like your sexuality? Yeah. Um, no, but, like, I've always found it very interesting. Um, I mean, you know, I find psychology very interesting. And... and you know, this argument that that it's, like, a defect, right? Mm -hmm. Like, some people make that argument. And, like, I remember thinking about, I don't know, I guess, like, late high school, early college, like, you know, having conversations about this kind of stuff. And, like, well, how do you think it actually happens? Yeah. Like, and, you know, I came to the conclusion that I think for some people they do turn because of a life event. You know, mm -hmm. they have a traumatic experience and yeah. they were raped, so then they, you know, yeah. go turn to women or something. Right? You know, and then some people are born that way, right? And yeah. and it's, you know, but at, truthfully in um, in biopsychology or developmental psychology, I forget mm -hmm. which, I remember learning that um, – if a woman had had a boy three times or so, like the four, like each subsequent time, he was more likely to be born gay, because oh. yeah, because there's there's some mechanism where her body starts to reject the testosterone, um, and yeah, I I I can't. Whoa. Yeah, I can't remember. We're getting deep. It's getting very educational. Yeah, sorry. That I actually sound that. I mean, I feel like that would make sense. I'm not a scientist, but. Yeah, I can't remember I have a exactly. That is, so that counts. There you go. <laughs> I, I I've inherited all of her knowledge. <laughs> um, yeah, I can't remember exactly what it was. I want to look up the the explanation. I probably will now. Well, I don't know if I'll be able to find it on my phone right now. But um, but it was something like that. Like there's some um, there's something her body reacts to as an antigen and then sends antibodies to fight against it and in so doing causes the, like, male fetus to become more feminine. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Right? It's very, yeah. it's very interesting it's and interesting. bizarre, right? And so, like, but the question is, you know, it's just what spin are you putting on it? Like, you could say you yeah. have a defect, right? Like, yeah. you're handicapped. Or you could just say, like, well you know, you're different, but it's within the norm. Like, that doesn't make you abnormal. Yeah. Right? Because there's such a wide variation of, you know, chromosomal expressions in every sense, right? Mm -hmm. In terms of, like, you know, everything. Looks, intelligence, personality. Like, so there's so many variables yeah. that, can, that can be altered during 
you know, the process of gestation. Yeah, and also the process of, like, growing up. And of I mean. growing up, exactly. Yeah, and environment, nature, and nurture both play a role, yeah. right? And, and yeah, and so, I don't know. Anyway, you know, sorry. My point was just um, the question of, like, whether people are born this way. Like, I personally believe some are and some aren't. Mm-hmm. And those that are, it's for various reasons. And so with you, that's really interesting yeah. That your mom got testosterone yeah. shots. I mean, all the I time. J- I do make the joke, but I do like kind of wonder. Yeah, if that like kind of influence. I have no idea. But yeah, it's just, but but, uh, but, but again, I mean, I don't look at it as a defect. That's no the thing. No, of course, so. of course, because with I mean, but yeah, I didn't mean to imply that it is. Oh, no, no, at no, all. No, no. Because you know, even within the, like the realm of heterosexual people, let's say who are cisgender, mm-hmm. there's a wide variation yeah. of you know, expressions of, of gender, right. Of there's a, there's a spectrum of femininity to masculinity. There's a spectrum of, um, you know, sexual homosexuality to Mm -hmm. heterosexuality. And like that, that everyone is part of the beauty of humanity. Yeah. 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 So it's not, um, yeah, obviously like you can only think of it as a defect if you're thinking in black and white terms. If mm-hmm. you're thinking like, well, there's only boy or girl, straight or gay. And yeah. you know, and that's if you're just, anything else, then there's something wrong with you. Right. And that's just empirically yeah. false. Yeah. There is there's a bell curve. Yeah. That we all fall on. Yeah. They're stupid. <laughs> but still it's interesting, I think, to think about like wh- how does this happen? Like why yeah. do we why do we become like why are we born different? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like what? Yeah. All I know about my mama, she, my mama, she ate a lot of grapefruit, so I don't know if that's... Well, you <laughs> are a little me. fruity. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sometimes you're a little bitter. I don't know. Ouch. I'm just kidding. I'm trying to think of how, like, grapefruit tastes, but I don't actually like grapefruit. Oh, it's, I so. love it. It's so delicious. Oh, see? That yeah. makes sense. Maybe you were, you were born to love grapefruit. Well, it's, that's right. That's the thing I think about, too, is, like, did she have so much because I was craving it in her belly, or do I like it because she had it? You know— I don't know which way it goes. This has nothing to do about um, any anything, uh-huh. um, like, anything sexuality-wise, um, but it kind of was Great. like what you were saying. Um, one day, <laughs> when I was— um, when I was like a teenager, um, or like preteen, I just like started singing the song Jolene by Dolly Parton. And I mm-hmm. like and I had never heard it before, but I just started like humming it. And my mom my mom was like, Oh, like you're singing Jolene and I was like, I guess. Like, I don't know. And she was like, What do you mean? You've never heard it? And I was like, No. And I was just humming it and she was like, That's weird because I played my mom loves Dolly Parton and she would play that song like all the time when she was pregnant with me. No way. That's crazy. Yeah. Okay. And I was just like humming the tune one day. I just started humming the tune one day. And you had never heard that song? No. That's insane. See, this is why I'm like so nervous about getting pregnant. I'm just like everything has to be just right <laughs> before I actually, you know, am yeah. carrying a baby that I'm going to have because everything affects it. Mm-hmm. So like I need to fucking have audiobooks lined up to like put on its <laughs> belly you know, like yeah. classical music playlists. <laughs> well, it is. It is like I guess there is some scientific evidence. I mean, that, like if like you talked to the child, yeah. and if you like talk to the child not in baby talk, and that's I yeah. guess this is true like with children, like small children, born, yeah, you know, as well as that they um, develop quicker and they Absolutely. like have a better sense of language and stuff. Totally true. I think that happened with me. Yeah, my mom never baby talked with me. Yeah, yeah. Now you're straight. You're a straight shooter, and you're. <laughs> You're just okay. Well, I'm just trying to say I have a good, good syntax and vocabulary. Yeah, you but do. all right, you do, <laughs> you do. Anyway, back to me. Yeah, please back to you. Sorry, 
Sorry, it was just no. I, that's that was a very an overwhelming thought. That was a really interesting tangent. I liked that one. Mm-hmm. I think that that's educational for our listeners, who I assume we have. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, back to me. Um, I yeah. So I was, you got I was testosterone. Like, I was like in yeah, the but, womb, but I was like thirteen or fourteen when I was first became conscious of. Of it, like, like of sexuality in general, like anyone. Well, no, I mean, I guess like a little early. Like I had been conscious of it hmm. um, a lot when I was younger. I hung out with like a lot of boys. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, and they talk about yes, yeah. yeah, and um, but like I did, I did know. Like there would be stuff like like I didn't really want. Like I thought boys were gross, but mm-hmm. I thought like it was just like a, you know, oh you you're, you just think boys are gross because you're young and yeah. Whatever, but then I was watching this TV show. There was this TV show that was on um, on ABC, and it was called Once and Again. <gasps> I love that show. What you've seen it? Yes. No. What? Yeah, with like the old lady who's an angel. No. No. That's no, something else. No. Oh, sorry. This show had Evan Rachel Wood in it. <gasps> oh. Okay. And um, and there was a storyline that they did, and um. Oh where she um like falls in love with, like falls in love with her best friend and um who's a girl who's a girl who's Misha Barton and ah um, uh, yes okay and I, I i remember watching it and i remember um there's there's a scene and i still remember it because it like this was this was like my like kind of like come Awakening. to jesus moment yeah um when there's a scene where she's she's like still like she's trying to fight these weird feelings she has and she's just gone on a date with like this really cute guy and she goes to her mom and she's starts crying and she's like why don't like he kissed me but like I didn't want it like why don't I want to um what's wrong with me and I've I felt that like that's how I felt and so that really hit me yeah um really hard and I still remember that scene and um and that was kind of like the first time. And then like there was a scene where they like kissed, and I was like, oh my god, like the like the just like felt good, and it felt normal seeing that. Mm-hmm. Um, but we grew up in a very uh, in a very conservative area, so I just buried those feelings deep down. And I had like a boyfriend in high school, and I had like guys I would date, um, but I never like really wanted to have a relationship mm-hmm. with any of them. And I never really like, let myself get too close because I think in the back of my mind I knew this. Mm-hmm. And there's so, another time, because this is how, the moral of this story is this is how TV influences my life um, and everything I know from television, mm-hmm. um, was the then the, on the OC when they had the um, Misha Barton's character and Olivia Wilde's character have Always that. Always Misha Barton. It's, but see, I... <laughs> I don't. I don't think she's that cute, though. Yeah, I don't either. It's more Evan Rachel Wood, yeah. Olivia Wilde. Yeah, fair. Hello. Definitely. Um, but it, they had their storyline. I remember, like when they they had the kiss, and then the next day, at school, everyone was talking. Everyone was talking about it, and they were like, "Oh, it was so weird. I don't know. Like, I felt so uncomfortable." And I was sitting there like, yeah, it was so weird. Like, I had, <laughs> I had, a, I, I think I actually said I was probably like. Yeah, like, I had to, like, close my eyes. Like, I had to turn away. I couldn't even watch it. Like, I tried so hard to be so straight. <laughs> but I wasn't. I was so gay. 
I was so gay in real life. And, um, but I just felt like I couldn't accept that. Mm-hmm. It was very scary. It was a very scary thing. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, I changed the way I dressed because I wanted friends. I, right. feel, like, I feel like I like I always wanted to be accepted. Yeah, of course. And so yeah, I mean, the thought does. of, yeah, and the thought of like not being accepted. Because um, a lot of the kids, there were like a, a, like a handful of kids in my high school of like, there were like 400 people in my class. And in the entire high school, there were probably like a handful of kids that were like out. Uh huh. And they were just pariahs. Well, I mean, they had like friends, but it's like everyone was always talking about them. Really? You no, know? it's like it's like you know, like everyone knows your business. Like yeah. And it's like I wanted to be accepted, but I didn't want to be like at the forefront. Of, like I didn't want to be like part of someone's com- like a part of gossip. I didn't yeah. want to be part of gossip. Yeah, sure. Huh? Yeah. It feels a little, it's a little guilt. It makes me feel a little guilty, but what does? That, like, I was, like, too scared. That I was, like, I didn't. Why does it make you feel guilty? I don't know. Because I'm, like, I should have been strong and stood up with my people. But instead I was, like, no. That's, I mean, that's totally normal. There are lots of people who don't come out until college or even after college. Yeah. Um, okay, so then when did you actually come out? So, um, I actually came out at the beginning of my sophomore year of college when I was 19. And I, I had like, f- like when I got to school, there were like there were um, like some there were a lot of gay men at my school, um, and there were there were a few gay women, and I just like I just I like looked up to them and I was like so jealous of them because they were so confident, and like just throughout like freshman year I just like felt it building mm-hmm. inside me, and I, <laughs> and I ended up actually like the summer. Before my sophomore year, I ended up writing this um, TV series, and it was like um, like a primetime soap, and it was about two girls, um, like two high school girls that are like in love, mm-hmm. and like all these like trials and tribulations, and like um, one of my best friends, Mona, was like like she read it, um, and she was like this one character like is a lot, like, the main character is, like, a lot like you. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. So it was, like, I was, like, based, like, I didn't, and then I realized, I was like, oh, yeah, like, I'm writing this, like, as, like, my outlet of, yeah. like, all these feelings. Um, feelings. Feelings. So it was building up, and then um, the first day of my American history class, I was just sitting there innocently chatting with Mona, and then the door opened wide. And in walked an angel. <laughs> she, it was, it was like this, like, oh, yeah. like light around her. It was perfect slow motion, um, and I like, I was just, just this girl, and I was just like immediately infa- infatuated with her. And she sat down right next to us. Oh my god! And so I was like, oh my god! And so we were like taught. So like, we started like. Mona and I would, like, hang out with her, and, like, we would, like, chat and stuff, and, like, I developed this big crush on her, mm-hmm. and that was the first time I admitted to myself that, like, I had feelings for another girl. Yeah. Like, looking back, I'm like, oh, yeah, like, that my, my, like, that girl that I, like, looked up to in middle school, like, I was totally, like, in love with her. Right. Um, but this, so th- this was, like, I was, like, it was very confronting, because I was, like, finally, it was, like, there's this person, and, like, I want to maybe pursue something. Mm-hmm. Um... And so I actually called my mom, and I told her, and I was like, I told her about um, 
about this girl and like and you know how I've always felt this way and everything and my mom was like well I've known you were gay since you started interacting with other children and I was like you <laughs> like you couldn't have like saved me years of anguish, of, like, anguish. Yeah. and she was like it was your journey you had to you had to find it on your own you had to have your own path um oh, that's so funny I was like oh thanks mom um I so, mean that's that's really nice though yeah but I still like I so I still struggled with it and I, I eventually I told my whole family um, my dad was the one I told last, and he was very upset um, because he was told last, and he asked me why, and I said I didn't want to disappoint him, and he was like, well, like, you can never disappoint me. Like, I love you. The one time you disappointed me was when you quit lacrosse because then I wouldn't be paying for college. Like, That's awesome. I just told you I was gay, and, and you're you, sad about you, lacrosse. You bring this up. Yeah. It was an injury, Dad. Um, <laughs> and... And I, 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 just, I kind of, I came out to like my roommates, um, but I like had, I still had, and I didn't actually r- remember this. I remember my memory for like a, l- a long time of my coming out has been very like sunshiny. Yeah. Um, like I came out and like everyone, and I was just, I felt finally felt free and like everyone was so accepting and like loving and. Um, and then it wasn't until like a couple months ago, one of my one of my good friends, she was actually one of my roommates at the time, so she was one of the first people who knew, um, was like, "No, it wasn't." Like she was like, "Don't you like remember? Like you were, like seriously, seriously depressed about this." Yeah. Um, and then, and I was like, oh my God, like I completely, like I completely blocked that out. Really? And I kind of like changed this story into this sunshiny story, but it actually like, I like started thinking about it and I was like, yeah, it wasn't. Like I remember like talking to my mom and I'm sure I talked to like other friends of mine about like how like I felt like I didn't know like how, that like everything I'd always thought I would have is gone now. Like, you know, it's uh-huh. like I'm never going to have a husband. I'm never going to have a family. I'm never going to have, a, like, a church wedding. Yeah. And my mom was like, you know, like, no, like, you can still have all of that. And actually it'll be better now because you'll have you'll want it. <laughs> what you want. Yeah. And you'll have a more fulfilling life. And, like, one of the best things my mom told me was um, this doesn't define you. You know, right. like, you're not just gay. Yeah. You're, you know, you're also, like, smart, funny, loving, blah, blah, blah. And, like, this is just another part of you, but it doesn't have to define you. And that really helped. Yeah. Um, that's something, that's, pff, you're so lucky that you had a mom like that. Yeah, Moto is very wise. <laughs> no, I mean. And very accepting. I, I, if every parent of a gay child said that I feel yeah. like so yeah, there'd be so much less depression and you know that's yeah. an incredible thing to say yeah and it's a, and she said that and I still like was you know struggling internally with this and um even when I like started dating my first girl well <laughs> news flash the girl that I had a massive crush on. I took her out to an Imogen Heap concert. <laughs> and then at the end of the night, I told her that I had feelings for her. And she was like, oh, I'm straight. And then, like, didn't speak to me again for the rest of the four years. What? We had, and we had, like, some classes together. That's so terrible. It's fine. Um, 
but so so that didn't work out with her. But um, the first girl I dated, even and I didn't. This is another thing I didn't remember that my friend told me about. Um, and she was like, the first girl I dated, like on our first date, like we we ended up like going and hanging out with um, some of my friends, and apparently I like kept on like telling them that she was just my friend. And like we weren't on a date, and they were like, we know, like you. Like you came on, like I so it's like I still couldn't admit. Yeah, even though I like, I thought like I thought that I was very open and like finally like free, but I guess I wasn't. Like I was still kind of denying it. Um, but like and then and you know and not everyone was so accepting. I mean like my high school friends, when I told them, um, only two of them talked to me. Wow. Um, How did you tell up them? Until, up until a few years ago. Um, How did you tell them? <laughs> we were, like, home for Christmas break, and then we were, like, talking about who we had, like, like crushes on and stuff mm. like that. And I was like, oh, I have a – oh, yeah, like, I have – and I just, like, felt like I needed to participate, but I was like, I can't, like, actually, like, come out to them right now. And um, so I was like, oh, yeah, like, I have a crush on this person. Like, he's really cute. Uh, basically, like, describing this girl as if right. it was a guy. <laughs> and um, – they were like, and then they like wanted to see a picture of him. People always want to see a picture. And luckily, I have a guy friend who has fits that who, description. Um, who like yeah, like kind of fits that description. Who has the same initials. Um, so I like showed them a picture of my friend, like my my guy friend, who's like not would not be interested in me. I was not interested in him. Yeah. Like, um, and then and that like seemed to appease them. And then I just felt really guilty the whole time I was driving home. And I'm this per. I can't keep secrets. Yeah. Well, I man, I can keep other people's secrets, but like I like you like, can't lie. I can't lie. Yeah. I cannot. I'm the same. I cannot lie. Mm-hmm. Um. I just get like it. Just like the guilt. Just like I get the massive Irish Catholic guilt. So it's a super guilt. Um. And I. So I was just like. Uh-uh, and I got home and I texted all of them, and I was like, "Is actually this girl, blank?" And, um. And I don't remember if I got a response to the response, like how they responded. Yeah. Um, but I do remember that when I came home for uh, spring break, no one, they like all would all get together um, and like no one would invite me out. And when I was home for like summer break, like very few. I mean, there were like, there were two or three that would like still talk to me. Um, two wow. or three of my good friends. And then it, I mean, it took a, it took a few years before some, some more of them would talk to me. That's so crazy to me. Yeah. Yeah, it was like it was. You're like wow, like you were like my my. We were like we spent every day together in high yeah. school. Like we were squad, and they're just like, yeah, that's so crazy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. That's it's. I always like I'm genuinely curious about what it's like for people to come out because, um, I mean, and I don't think it was easy to come out in my high school either mm-hmm. because it was it was it was like um. How do I say this? <laughs> Guidos. Uh, uh, okay. You know, it was okay. a lot of Italians who tend to be very yeah uh, set in the yes straight and narrow ways. There you go. I didn't know how to say that. That was a very <laughs> nice way of saying it. Um, and so yeah, like I can think of uh, there's I, I know one particular person who like I had a feeling was gay during high school, and, and then looking back, I'm like, wow, he was definitely super gay. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
uh, he didn't come out until college, and I'm and he knew. Actually, no, he mm-hmm. came out senior year, but he didn't tell everyone. Okay. Sorry, I don't. But whatever. Regardless, yeah. I just remember finding out that he knew way sooner, but didn't want to tell people in high school. You know, but yeah. but um, um, but like you know, my group of friends would have been totally open. Mm-hmm. You know, one of like one of the people in my group of friends who were a year older than me is gay. And he also didn't come out so much later, but I don't think he really knew it until later. Okay, so he wasn't necessarily like hiding it. He just hadn't discovered it. That's what I think. I don't know. I think he just assumed he was asexual or something. Okay. I thought I was asexual for a long time. Too. Yeah. When I was in high school, I thought I was asexual. Too. Yeah. I mean, that was me trying to not be gay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not, to be honest, like, I, uh, I'm not exactly sure what his struggle was because we kind of lost touch during college. But, um... But, yeah, but we were, like, uh, you know, kind of more artsy and weird. Mm-hmm. And, like, it wouldn't, yeah. Have, yeah, it wouldn't have been a big deal if any of us had come out to the group. Um, like the, the few kids that were out in my high school, I, be- I, be- I know at least, like, two or three of them were. They were, like, in, like, the theater crowd. Yeah, yeah, we were the theater crowd. Yeah. So. <laughs> I was in, like, the jocks. Yeah, yeah. So that was so, Yeah, I think that's what makes a difference, yeah. Um, but also, you know, um, I, I, uh, there's just so many oases for that in New York, you know? Yeah. So even if you can't necessarily come out to all of your classmates, like, there are places you could go to hang out where you feel welcome. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It was, um, I definitely, I, I sought those places out. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, it was, it, I don't know, it's like, it's now that... <laughs> Now that I look back on it realistically, now that, like, the veil has been lifted, um, I, it's, you know, like, I, I did, I searched out those places. I would go to this bar. Um, I had a great fake ID. Um, it <laughs> scanned. Ooh. I paid, like, 100 bucks for it. That's nothing. That's really good. Yeah, it was good. I paid, it was like, in some shady, like, Chinatown ID. place. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I had a great fake ID. So I would go to this bar called The Cubby Hole. Nice. Down on the in the West Village. Yeah. And um, it's a lesbian bar. It's a tiny hole in the wall, but it's a lot of, like, young lesbians, and they have yeah. $5 or $2 Margarita Tuesdays. And so I would go there, and I'd, like, you know, like, like buy girls drinks all night and, like, make out with them at the end of the night and, like, make me feel good about myself. But, like, I would still, like, go home. Yeah. And I would just, like, have this... Like, I just had, just, like, couldn't, like, get, there was, like, there was, like, something that, like, I couldn't get rid of this, like, self-hatred. Like, yeah. I still had this, like, underlying self-hatred. Yeah. And, like, I hid that side of my life from all my friends, too. Like, I hid, hid the, like, going out and doing that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and it just, it just ended badly. How so? Um, at the, this is going to take a depressing turn. Uh-oh. It's going to get very serious. Uh-oh. Although this has been kind of serious already. Sorry. I feel like we're more so- philosophical without Jen. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of like it. This is a this is a different side to our podcast. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I, I started cutting. Um, oh, no. And I was, I was cutting a lot. And there was, like, some stuff that one of, like, the first girl I dated was. Um, I never she, knew this. She had some, yeah. She had some trouble. Um, and she ended up, um, she went missing for like three days and, um, it turned out she had like attempted suicide. Oh my God. And like, didn't tell me, like she was in like the psych hold 
And when she, like, got out of the hospital, she just, like, left for Las Vegas. Yeah. To go live with her dad. And so, like, that was, like, very... That was, like, a... It was a traumatizing. It was, like, yeah, it was, it was pretty traumatizing. Yeah. Um, it was, like, a pretty traumatizing thing to go through. And... Um, That's really And scary. my mom was sick. And it was just, like, there was so much going on. And I, like, I just hated... Like, I, I just, like, had this, like... like on the outside, I acted like I was so happy and like yeah. that I was that I was finally free and I was like so okay with being gay. But it actually took a really long time for me to be like really okay with it. How long and would for, it like, take? And for like truly accept that. I'm. I mean, I feel like we're talking about, like realistically. I think. I mean, I think I've finally accepted the who I like who I am, like the kind of lesbian I am, like. Two years, like the last like two, three years. Yeah. Um, because even after coming out, like I still kind of like wanted to, like you know, I, I like thought I was like a lipstick lesbian, and then I was right. like, no, I'm like a chapstick lesbian, and, <laughs> and then it's like, and then finally I was just like, you know what, like I'm butch, I'm butchy, like <laughs> I, <laughs> I can't hide it, and it's like I finally feel like really, really good now. Yeah. But that's good. Yeah, but I mean. But, like, the, that self-hate, like, I didn't, like, hate myself for being gay. I, that was only, like, for, like, a year yeah. or so. But that was, I took a lot of therapy because um, I was, like, getting into cutting. And um, and there's just, like, I was, like, I already hated myself. And then all these stressors, like, were coming at me. Yeah. And there was one night when, um, the night before my last final, I, I cut a little too deep. And my roommate, like, walked in. And saw me, like walked in the bathroom, and found me. And like I was taken to the hospital, and um, like Holy my shit. my parents came down, um, and my dad. I didn't like have to stay; they just like released me because my dad was there. But that then I was. That's when I finally like, you know, like admitted to everybody that like I wasn't okay. Yeah. Um. I and I wasn't happy with who I who I am. Yeah. Um, and I was not happy with it being gay. And so my parents put me through, um, they, they were amazing. They put me in like all the, all the therapy I needed. And, yeah. um, and I, I, I came to, and then I came to like love myself. That's great. Um, but like, it's, it's just, it's just funny to me that like, I thought for the long, that I turned this story. Yeah. Into this like, it was so great, and like, oh, like I loved com- like once I came out, I was free, and it was like all sunshine and roses and rainbows. Um, That's funny. And it, and it and it and like it was just like it's it's funny how like the mind works. Yeah, yeah. And then you like you're like wait, like what? Oh, actually, that's right. I've blocked all this out. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. I mean, do you think you had to do that? in the healing process to, like, change the way you looked at your history? I don't know. Yeah, I don't—that's a good question. I mean, I don't I don't think I did it—I didn't do it consciously. Right. Um, because I feel like um, things in my past that uh, were very traumatizing at the time or that— um, made me feel unhappy about myself self or about life. Mm-hmm. Um, part of, like, recovering from the toll they take is... Uh, part of recovering from the toll is um, 
to take away the weight of it because every time you think yeah. about it, it yeah. brings you down. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so, like, you just, you don't, you can't just keep being, like, you can't let your memory bring you down every time it comes up. Yeah. So I think that's why we start to, to flip it and yeah. be like, no, I can look at this as okay. Yeah. I Yeah, I agree, I agree with you. That's so interesting. Yeah. So that's my that's my story. I mean, I'm very happy now. Um, and I live, my, my young 20, like, my, my 20s have all been, like, it was like that year was like a real struggle. Um, yeah. And then, uh, and then I was like, yeah, like I'm not gonna. And I was like, kind of like, like fuck you if you don't accept me. And like I'm just gonna be out and proud. And definitely when I moved to LA. Yeah. Um, because I didn't know anybody. It was a chance to like reinvent myself, kind yeah. of. So I like I like really was just like I was very out. I'm I mean, super good. Yeah. Like I've always been out and I'm very. I've been always like very out and open. Right. About That's being how I know gay you. And yeah, you know me for being super gay. Yeah. What? Well, when I met you, you were like very. You just yeah. It was like yeah. an, a very well known fact. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's Kara. She's the she's the dyke. She's. The d- <laughs> uh, so. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you. This has been episode three of the Three Queer Coteers. Mm-hmm. Um, and we are now done with chapter one, which was our introductions, our coming out stories. Woo! Yep. Let's close that chapter. Close it. Move Continue on to a new on. chapter. Open up a new chapter. Yes. What is it, Olga? Well, uh, next week... We're going to have a special guest, mm-hmm. um, and from now on, every episode will be discussing a topic that affects the queer community. Yeah. Um, <laughs> next week, we're going to talk about dating. Dating. How do you meet people once you know you're gay? How do you? We need help, people, including me. I need help. Yeah, we Let's all need be help. real. So we're going to talk next week about that. And as always, we'll have our lesbianist section. Yes, so ask us your questions. Tweet, Facebook, holler at us. Send us your questions. We have an email address. It's queercateers at gmail.com. No three. I'm sorry I took it out. It's just queercateers at gmail.com. Twitter, it's at At queercateers. At queercateers. That's Q-U-E-E-R-K-E-T-E-E-R-S. Yeah, like the musketeers. Like the musketeers. Um, And we look forward to seeing you and hearing from you. Yeah, thanks for stopping by. Toodles!